I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This week on Up to 90, we discuss the murder of Tupac Shakur. The murder? The murder? Just Sorry, we it's not a bit him. of a spoiler alert. Yeah, I thought we were just chatting about him. I didn't know we were talking um, about the murder. Yeah, well, that's the most interesting part, I think. Now, do you have to say, sorry, Massive Tupac fan I was really? back in the day. But I just think, you know, um, as an Irish Catholic middle class teen, yeah. I really empathised with what Tupac was talking about. I was so into him. I used to hang around with the crew in Dingle back out the day back in the day and a couple of them actually had thug life tattooed oh, nice. on themselves. Up to ninety, up to ninety, up to ninety with Emma and Julie. Sure, everyone used to go mad at the old teenage disco in California. Oh, my God. And I mean, should the songs he's had since, this is going to feed into now. We're going to look at conspiracy theories. We're going to look at murder, etc. But I just need to preface by saying, like, I was an absolute... Oh my god, I was a huge Tupac fan. Oh, I think yeah. my favorite song by him was "Thanks for Asking." Was um, <laughs> "Dear Mama." Do you remember that uh, one? Yeah, give us a blast of that. Uh, can I play a bit? Yeah, I'm just just Why a not? little. Just a, I I just want to play a little maybe segment. I just want to play the tune. Um, I loved that one. And do you remember actually the one that they sampled the sample um, that they mixed with Elton John? Get a gospel. Oh, yeah. gospel changes the chorus. Yeah. Absolutely genius. He was the master. That was great, the menopause, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Now I have to stop it because I can sense Jamie, our producer, is starting to sweat by now, imagining the big books we'll have to pay out for using that sample. I just the but you see, I wanted to play for you because you know, you know, Mama, you Mama herself, Mama Bear, you are appreciated. Like it's good to know, isn't it? Because you often ask me in WhatsApp audios, you're like, Chidi, do you think I am?" Or I just it all love. About? I just love picturing you listening to Tupac and singing along. I don't well, know what you're Fred doing. Well, you see, Fred has been in for a few nasty surprises since oh. we moved in together because I... You're a nasty girl. Love a nasty, nasty girl when it comes to my Spotify playlist. I love nothing more than a bit of Nicki Minaj, Barbie Dreams. Yeah, oh, my yeah. God. Absolutely love her. Cardi B, I know that's a bit controversial because, of course, they've got beef yes, at the moment. Yes, they official do. Beef. 
two pack i mean i love because i didn't realize i actually loved hip-hop until Fred was like you actually every single song you play for me has just so many curse words we don't it's realize. all like fuck liz johnson it's yeah. like you know all that kind of it's just real yeah it's kind of I very think his um, issue was hardcore. you kind of shouting that the children used to teach was, yeah. When you did Anaconda at the school play last year, that was look, inappropriate. Never let it be said. It was great. I mean, I did. The sounds, I don't know where you got the sense. Never let it be said that I did not get back. I'm sorry, but Nikki, in a hundred years' time, we're gonna be we're gonna be looking back saying Nikki was the voice of a generation. Like she was our Bob Dylan, hundred percent. But I just love her. <laughs> And I think not a day goes by that I don't listen to 99 Problems with a bitch ain't one. And the irony being that I'm usually the problem. I'm the bitch is usually the problem. Yeah. Anyway. I've been saying that recently. Two facts. So massive fan. Um, Come here. Have you got for me? In, like in terms of life? Yeah. Not really. Not a lot going on. Um, I'm trying to get your crimbo stuff done. I haven't. I actually made a terrible mistake there um, the other day. I nearly bought some Christmas cards, charity Christmas cards. Yeah. English charity. Oh, Christ. I know, I know, I know. Are you going to get into that now? Are you going to start sending Christmas cards? Love I Julie always send Christmas cards. Yeah. You have to be Fred and Julie, though. I have to have because the amount of kids that I'm like, I don't really know their names. Like, I just call them number one, number two, number three. And it's like, love Auntie Julie. I mean, is that what I'm saying, really? No, but now it's going to be Uncle, it's Uncle Fred and Auntie Julie. Are we there yet, you think? Yeah, we did put up our tree. It's very wonky. Fred did say everything's wrong with this tree, and I did have to finish pulling the baubles up on my own. But we're still together. It's all good. It's fantastic. Thanks for asking. He was talking about the tree, though. Yeah, no, I think there was something symbolic about the way it just all keeled over on me. Just when I thought I had it perfect, right? And I was, you know, nervous. You know, when you're nervous and you don't pause to let someone else speak. So oh, like, I think right. that's Would a great tree. That's a beautiful tree. I'm really happy with that tree. It's like the perfect. I just think this can People be the don't... best Christmas. Telling you, it's so nice to be in love, isn't it? So nice to be in love and to know you're never going to be with anyone else ever again. Ha! And then he'd go off and uh, meet his boss for a curry. Full disclosure to the listener: some episodes I haven't even been here, have I? Now stop it! <laughs> it's a podcast. It's an audio medium, I know, and sometimes we do bring you in I as know. a hologram, and that's fine. That's what <laughs> that's we're fine. doing. Doesn't anyway, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna bring it back. Okay, okay. September 7, nineteen ninety six. So Mike Tyson was fighting, as was his want to use yes, Judy Fraser. and he's my cousin, as we know as from we previous know, episodes. He's Mr. Jorn. So September 7, nineteen ninety six. Uh, Mike Tyson at the MGM having a fight. Uh, as he as he was known to do mm. in Las Vegas. So Tupac Shakur is leaving and he gets into a big fight uh, with this guy called Orlando Anderson who was a member of uh, this Compton gang called the Crips. 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 What's their colour? Yeah, as in not as in crimps for your hair but like proper Crips. Yeah. Was their colour red? I think it could have been. Was it I white? wasn't massively into the gangs as a child. So <laughs> oh, I there was know, a lot Emma. of gangs going um, on. Yeah, so they got into a fight with this guy called Orlando Anderson. Now, 
Tupac then left, okay, got into his producer, so the CAO of Death Row Records, who of course Tupac was with, yeah. and that was his record label, got into Suge Knight's car, oh, okay, got Knight. into Suge Knight, already yeah. you're like, I don't trust him, yeah. with the name Suge. So Suge got into Suge Knight's car, and they stopped a traffic light down the road, and a white Cadillac pulls up. Yes. At the passenger side, so Tupac's side, shoots him four times. There were 14 shots fired. Shoots him four, time, four times. Shug was grazed with some bullet fragments, but it was just Tupac that was shot. Okay, right. let's talk theories. Theory one. Chris Carroll, he was a retired Las Vegas police detective, okay? Mm. He, oh, sorry, just a police officer, didn't quite make detective. Sorry, Chris, but... Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, look, sure, look wasn't for any particular reason. It was just the I mean, time. Well, let's off. talk it through. Uh, so Chris didn't quite make detective. Let's just thrash out maybe reasons why Chris didn't make detective. Oh. So 18 years, he kept totally quiet. And then he announces 18 years after the fact, uh, announces to the world, I am the man. I am the man who first responded to uh, the death of Tupac Shakur. So he claims that he landed up Two packs obviously saw that there had been a shooting, opens uh, the door where Tupac was sitting, he falls out covered in blood. And Chris says, um, so, you know, clearly uh, astute police officer, he said, who shot you? Um, so he cops straight away, this man had been shot, like, you know, kudos mm, to Chris. He knew. And, of course, he Tupac responded with, fuck, I don't know why I say, of course, but Tupac responded uh, with, fuck you. He was taken to um, a hospital in Las Vegas, kept on life support for six days, and then on September 13th, he died. And oh, can you believe this? He was only 25. Crazy. Only 25. Isn't that crazy? So hang on, sorry, but just go back there for a second. Why did he say fuck you? Because he didn't want to be a rat? Well, or? well, I suppose also, like, as a young black man, like, we're talking post Rodney King. I mean, to be quite honest, like, I mean, would you cooperate with the police officer? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like obviously his experience up to that po point. I'm sure. What was he like to want to ring an ambulance? You know, or yeah. Well, it's a bit of, to me. It's a bit of a. It's a funny question to ask. Who shot you when somebody's covered in blood? But we'll come back to Chris. Yeah, it's a funny yeah, one to pose. That's the first it? question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so no arrests, no follow-ups on this murder whatsoever. Okay. Despite the fact that this guy, Yukai Gaddafi, who was one of like Tupac's crew, mm. he claimed that he could identify the guy who shot him. So a bit strange, was not approached by the police whatsoever. Um, and he wasn't approached at all. And then two months later, guess what? He gets shot and killed. So Las Vegas Police Department, like, obviously have since come under fire because they were like, you know, so many people have posed the question, okay, you didn't interview a guy who said he could identify who shot this man, okay? Yeah. And also, Shug Knight wasn't questioned at all, the guy in the car. Um, and they responded with saying, well, look, you know, this murder got the same treatment as any other homicide here. In other words, we basically don't give a shit about anyone who's killed. It's kind of the vibe we're getting there. Uh, another theory, okay, as to the Tupac, um, Tupac murder, death, the death of Tupac. Another theory was basically this guy, Chuck Phillips, he's an LA Times reporter. So he's coming at it from a different angle. Yeah. He investigated for a year and he said that he thought basically... It was the Crips gang and or 
Biggie Smalls. Okay, so you know Biggie Smalls yeah. and Tupac Shakur had this huge rivalry. I mean, I was always Team Tupac all the but way. But were they actually friends? I think they were actually quite friends. They were originally though, friends, originally okay. friends. And actually, like, I mean, it's all quite tragic, really, because as we all know, like, Biggie bit the dust as well in, yeah. um, after Tupac. But Biggie was actually originally Tupac's mentor. So he actually, they had a lovely friendship and then it all went to shit. Yeah. It started off with, like, a few diss tracks. So Tupac had the first, and I can't remember the name. The name eludes me. Um, but then Biggie came back. Is it Richard with Hammond? Was he involved? Richard Hammond, <laughs> will I ever get? I mean, seriously, what a blooper. Thank you. I, I will great, take the blooper it? award. Oh, for I have plenty, but they're just crap like that. I Richard Hammond. Oh, God. Uh, what was that again? Oh, Jurassic Park episode. Yeah. Check it out, guys. Um, so basically, Biggie Smalls, no, Tupac, or oh, sorry, Biggie originally had the first diss track, and then Tupac came back with this. With this song, which kind of, you know, it come, we come back to this in a bit, called Hit Him Up was the name of the mm. song, right? And in the song, Tupac uh, claimed that he had an affair with Faith Evans, which was Biggie's wife. I'll be missing you. And a lot of people now substantiated that at the time. Obviously, like, Faith Evans turned around and was like, that's all bullshit. But a lot of people said that there was truth yes. there. Yes. And what about now? I mean, sorry, but Tupac was fucking divine he was and so intelligent i mean i think probably one of the most intelligent people to ever walk was this earth. I mean, he was genius with um, wouldn't you what's her face uh jada pinkett yeah and she was like best mates at him really yeah there was this whole thing and yeah so she was like really good mates at him and people were like mm, what went on there like they wanted her to kind of tell a big story of her the relationship she had with tupac Jada would say Nana, I'd say. Oh, no. She's like, people wouldn't understand. It was like kind of a brother-sister kind of like, they just loved each other so much. And just like, you just wouldn't understand it. And then there was some biop... Biopic? Yeah. Biopsy. Biopsy. And no, there was some movie, TV movie or whatever. And she was in it, you know, someone was in it playing her and she was upset about how she was portrayed and how their relationship was portrayed and you kind of felt like saying, Jada, look, ain't about you, chicken. Chill the fuck out. Hang on, did but we not establish in another podcast that we like Jada? No, we did. Do I we like need to her? start going oh. on Twitter to decide what we think about no, things? Oh, look. I still like her. I know, but it's what? bad making the biopic about her. I'm mad. I'm mad for you, but I could still say to Judy, get a grip. And you know that's when I block you for days. <laughs> anyway, um, if ever that. if ever the podcast doesn't come out on a Tuesday, you know when Emma's done. That's all I'm going to say. What have I done? You've sent me a text saying get a grip. Oh yeah, and we're, well, no, we both would have to be hung over to fuck yeah, as well and be emotional. No. Yeah, it's never going to happen. No. But anyway, um, so this guy Chuck Phillips, his theory was the Crips gang were involved, right? And Biggie's Crips gang, of course, with Orlando. So he thought either one of the gang or Orlando Anderson himself, who Tupac had bed up. Mm. and that he had pulled the trigger and biggie he claimed paid one million dollars for the hit to be carried out mm. so he was the one who um essentially killed him and he insisted they used his gun because apparently that's the thing you want your gun to be used just to really let the world know i killed this guy oh yeah and so look interesting biggie never questioned 
So what the fuck is going on? Shulk Knight in the car wasn't questioned. The guy who yeah. could identify the assailant wasn't questioned. And Biggie was never questioned. Um, the next theory, Russell Poole, who was a detective also, he thought that it was Shulk Knight. Um, Shulk Knight owed Tupac a lot of money. He was essentially ripping him off. A week before the fight, uh, Tupac had fired his lawyer, who also happened to be the lawyer for death row records and then yeah. Shug Knight was the one who suggested that they go to this fight okay so he invited Tupac and what was interesting was well of course his mom Tupac's mom Afini did sue uh, death row records in 1997 for mishandling her son's money so like he did like he was up shit creek you know when yeah. it came to Tupac this rising star because he did feel that Tupac was going to leave him and he did actually owe him a shitload of money um so what was interesting was immediately after the fight, when everyone else was fleeing, because obviously this was a serious like yeah. brawl that had ensued, uh, Shug Knight, multiple witnesses said that he stopped to make a phone call. And he was the one who insisted that Tupac ride with him in a car, his car. But this is when it gets interesting. Tupac, this was a lot of witnesses said this, that Tupac told his bodyguard and his girlfriend to ride in the other car, which would have been seen as very unusual. Why? Okay. So he said to them, "Go, you, you guys go in the other car. I'll just go with Shug, which never would have happened. The bodyguard was always on him at all times, especially after he's just been involved in a fight. Like, it's a bit strange, mm. isn't it? And maybe sitting up the front. Yeah, bit of a strange one, isn't it? And also Shug Knight. So when you think about it, 14 shots fired, two packs shot four times. Shug hasn't actually been injured in any way. Now, he was... Chris, our mate Chris, he was the first to arrive in the scene. He weirdly said that he was okay. So he said that he was gushing blood from his head. Mm. Um, but Chuck Knight never went to hospital, never went to get treated at all. Why? So he didn't get any medical attention whatsoever. So the only person who actually claimed that Chuck Knight was injured in the head was this police officer. And also, weirdly, he said um, this guy, Chuck uh, Knight, wasn't the man who had him killed, wasn't the man who had him killed. And he was, quote, not acting, which is a bit weird, isn't it? A bit weird to know. It just that. does seem to be a real messy thing. You know, um, Fergie, do you know her ex-husband? Fergalicious. Don't tell yeah. me they got divorced. Yeah, I think did they? They're done. What's his name? Jake or something is his name, is it? But what he... was he in again? Oh, he's in loads of shit. But he was in a thing about the murder recently okay. and the reopening of the case. Oh, is this the one on Netflix that got the really shit reviews? Unsolved. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a tough watch, I have to say. I heard really uh, bad things about it. But what you did get from it was that it seemed to be, the whole thing seemed to be an absolute mess. Yeah, okay. And, and sure. Suddenly now it makes sense that anything I've said so far, you're just staring at me blankly, just waiting for me to finish the point. You're like, come on, Judy. So you're aware of all of this? Yeah, yeah. Previous, okay. Yeah. Um, last theory. Yeah, so I'm just kind of, I'm just Are like, you aware oh, yeah, of the last yeah. theory that who was behind it? Give you a hint. P. Diddy Witty. Biddy. Puff Daddy, apparently. Oh, yeah. uh, Greg, this guy, another detective called police officer called Greg uh, Cading, he said that he got this guy. So again, very intricate, like just in terms of how people are interconnected, etc. He claimed that this guy, Keith Davis, who is serving 25 years to life, confessed that he was paid one million dollars by Puff Daddy's crew and Orlando Anderson was Davis's nephew. 
So he right. said they were both riding in the car and depending on what side Tupac was on, one of them was going to shoot him. It just happened that he was sitting on Orlando Davis Anderson's side. So his nephew, he said, was the one who actually shot him. But Davis was the one paid and hired by Puff Daddy's crew. Now that might seem outlandish, hmm. but a guy called Dexter Isaac is serving life in prison. He has said that he was hired by Puff Daddy and he was the guy, do you remember Tupac? I don't know if you remember this. He was shot on November 30, 1994, multiple times and survived. And he said, yeah, I was hired. I did that. And it was Puff Daddy who hired me. So it's not that much of a stretch. Interesting, isn't it? But it's still completely unsolved anyway, isn't it? They're hardly going to reopen that case again, are they? My theory, he's alive. And I'm not just saying this to be Gordon Rochford of those conspiracy guys. I genuinely think think he's alive. Okay. Um, Shook Jr. has come out and said that he's living in Malaysia. I don't believe that. Shook Knight, um, he's come out and talked about how, like, you know, he's come out with, you know, cryptic statements like Tupac's not dead. He's somewhere sitting smoking a Cuban cigar. Now, of course, it would be good for Shook if Tupac wasn't dead because then people would get off his case about killing his mate. Shook, of course, is in jail at the moment for a failed hit and run where he tried to kill someone with his car. And mm. um, so is he a solid, is he a solid, uh, uh, you know, source? You decide. Um, but these are these are the, these are the reasons why I think that he is. I genuinely believe that he is alive and living in Cuba. Genu- I genuinely believe that Fred loves me. Okay, even though I'm clearly barren, and also I believe that Tupac is living in Cuba. And you please let me believe those two okay. things. Okay. okay Tupac, first of all, was the one who told the bodyguard not to come in the car. Bit weird after this big fight. Hmm. Second of all, Tupac was obsessed after a shooting. Absolutely obsessed with wearing his bulletproof vest. Guess what he was not wearing that night? Wore it everywhere. Wore it abs- he wore it getting coffee in the morning because he was so paranoid after the first time he was shot. Uh, this is more weirdness. The day after, the day after he was shot. Which day? The day after. <laughs> he, this is just mad though, he was cremated. You probably know this, do you? Was it in the thing? No. He was isn't. cremated and Shulk Knight said that he paid... Uh, $3 million to have him cremated the day after the shooting because he they, they just wanted to rush it through. This was never explained why it was such a rush through cremation. Yeah. Uh, in the details, the, so the cremation details, the body listed does not match the body. Like height, weight, it's all wrong. Like way off. Right, okay. And also the social, Tupac's social security number was not associated with the body that was cremated that day. There's no, you know, usually they'd have the social security number for obvious reasons because social security numbers are so precious in the United States. There's no correlation between the social security number and it's not mentioned and the body that was cremated that they claimed was Tupac's. There was no memorial, which is a bit weird considering he was this huge icon. Yeah. Huge. No, they no memorial whatsoever. Bit strange. Um, also, he is an ant living in Havana. So one of the theories is that the Black, Black Panther movement was involved. His aunt was like this massive political activist. She uh, worked with pla- part of the Black Liberation Army. She actually escaped jail and moved to Havana. No right. fact. So they think that like Tupac moved to Cuba. That was one of the reasons. Then this rapper guy, I don't know, can I find his name here? He was act, asked off the record uh, in recent times. He was asked, look, seriously, do you think Tupac is dead? And he was like, off the record, the last time I saw a man was in Cuba. 
yeah also uh all these different things oh treach was this guy uh he said it he said you know last time i saw him he was in cuba man uh also the aunt being in havana the mother as well which i thought was an interesting comment she said that tupac when she was asked about these theories she said look he just chose to leave quietly bit of a funny statement is it I mean, I also, know. he was a big fan of this guy Machiavelli. Because, like, just to reiterate, Tupac, absolutely gorgeous, divine genius, absolutely genius. He was also a big fan of Machiavelli, a Renaissance philosopher. And do you remember he was the guy? He was like this philosopher, um, and like talked all about politics, etc. He talked about like the how massive it could be to someone to fake your own death in order to gain an advantage over one's enemies. Like, and his final al album, he goes under his stage name, okay? For, so the Don Killinuminati, the Seven Day Theory, was released not under Tupac's name in 1996, but under his new stage name, Machiavelli. Rearrange the letters and you get a hidden message, I'm alive, K. And then there's the theory, of course that could relate to, there's the theory that he is believed to be working under the name uh, Casanova the Don, who's a rapper who's widely believed to be a new alias for Tupac. So obviously, vocally speaking, they're very alike, etc. And this guy's always been asked this in interviews. Um, also, there's the thing, I mean, look, you know, Casanova the Don, he released Mystery in 2012. And then, you know, he talks about like, you know, we were in Vegas getting fade in the city of sin. I had a bad feeling that night after the fight at the HM. Can you feel me? And then he goes on to describe, you know, like his death, etc., and getting away. Um, now, of course, that could be this guy trying to cash in on, like, yeah, you know, the yeah. association, etc. But also, there's, you know, there was the instance there where he, Maria, like, had a concert, like, supposedly had a concert, and they used a Tupac hologram. But like a lot of people kind of postulated, like, is this actually Tupac? And he just wants to perform again, but under the guise of using a hologram. Loads of spottings of him. Like there is this video, which they came as 2004, but it was definitely like 90s of himself and Chuck. So I don't believe that one. But like people spotting him with Rihanna in Cuba, people spotting with like Beyonce, all these different people. But apparently like what's interesting about all these spottings is is like so they they all seem to come back to the same thing which is that he has been living in cuba yeah. and also there's the whole thing about how could somebody who died that many years ago be so prolific when you think about posthumous work that has been released since yeah huge like i mean i know like obviously they talk about using samples etc from when he was alive but i just think the reason i think he's alive he was a trained actor he was super intelligent i think he was just getting sick of the whole rap game like having been shot by like former friends etc and i think somebody of that level of intelligence like upper echelon i could see him saying you know what fuck this i'm gonna play a trick on all of you guys and i'm moving to cuba I've been Julie J. <laughs> what do you think? Snoop Doggy Dog, by the way, is so he spoke so beautifully about this. He's like, look, guys, I get that people want him to live, mm. but he's gone home. Like he spoke really eloquently about this. He was yeah. like, look, when people have gone home, they've gone home, and he's like, people need to drop this. But I will not, Snoop. I'm more interested. Not. You know these these stories of they're actually still alive. I want to hear about the people who are actually dead and we all think they're alive. Oh, interesting one. Yeah. They're the people I'm like. Few people on, in RTE spring to mind. 
<laughs> the way they don't react to curveballs. I know. Stick to the <laughs> script. But I don't know. I mean, you do make a pretty good case there, in fairness. Thank you. you do. And next week, I'd like you to tell me I'm prettier than I think I am. Like, I just want incremental compliments. Just little by little. But is little it honestly, I just think anyone else, I don't believe the Elvis shite, any of that, like people say about Kurt Cobain, no. Yeah. But I just think, and you see, Tupac was all about the clues. He was all about the acronyms, rearranging letters, rearranging words. Like he was just, so even like the whole thing with Machiavelli, like the fact that that was his like last name. Have you, you know seen I mean? him in Cuba? I feel that's what you're getting at here. Look, I'm moving to Cuba and I'm going to find him. Okay, but I just want you to tell Fred to wait for me. Is this what happens when he doesn't stick around to finish decorating the Christmas tree? You're like, I'm moving to Cuba. I'm it's just find the way Tupac. he said everything is wrong with this Christmas tree. Ch-ch-ch-changes. Why am I singing that song and not like <laughs> Tupac's version? Sorry, you know. You should be singing Super Fun. for Christmas. Ghetto Gospel. Um, Go yes, on, that's Tupac. Of... Live... No, no, Tupac, no. please, can you get in touch? I reckon he would. I think he I would. The way you spoke about him. Oh, no, I just loved sure, him. Sure, what age will he be now? Well, he was 25 in 1996. Let's test our junior search on level. Matt, did you do all your level for your junior search? Yeah, for the junior, just for the last. Um, okay, so he would have been born in 71. Hmm. Okay, so that would make him, what, 47? Grants. And, of course, there's all these mad spottings, but, like, of him, like, you know, at the... BT awards and all this kind of thing in the states. I mean, I don't know what he. I could just imagine him being playful with it. Like, I think all these spellings and like he looks the exact same with the bandana and the nose stud and all that. And like people say, like obviously these are people uh, looking yeah, for the he's hype. Not going to be the exact but I same. nearly think he'd be playful with it. I think he wouldn't disguise himself. Like if I know Tupac, like I think I know Tupac. I think he'd no, be. But I think he'd still have the same image. Do you still have this? He's living in Cuba. He did both now with his look. I've I mean, still got you... eggs and he's living in Cuba. I mean, truly, what were you rocking in 95? Style-wise. Oh, you know what I was rocking. A ginger cowlick, yeah. tearaways, a freakishly womanly body. Yeah, but you've moved on. If you pretended that you'd I still have the same hair. I went to live in Cuba, you'd still get some new rig out, like. You wouldn't be rocking around the tearaways. I'm not disputing your theory, but I don't Cuba, think these. Emma. I'm not thinking. Are we fighting now? No, Judy. But I'm just but saying. But you did say I made a good case. I for did Emma. say you made a good case. So I'm just saying, if he's still alive, Do I'd hope to choose. <laughs> Listen, you look lovely, but I'd hope he'd have gotten a few new bits. I will say, but the mu- the okay, you have the to admit, the amount of music, the, the amount of music, Emma, the amount of music he's making. Just before I go, um, I just want to say, get in touch, listener. What do you think? Get in touch. Only get in touch if you think what I think. <laughs> Come okay? here, listener. I meant to say something to you last week. We have an up to 90... Video. 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 Oh, it's very good. It's very funny um, to be honest. We recorded a couple of years ago, didn't we, Emma? Yeah, about a year and a half ago. Uh, we made a pilot. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. And then someone just uh, lost it under a drawer or something and uh, so we just took it and put it up so go have a look at it um it's up to 90 what is an under up to 90 podcast on youtube 
uh, well, I thought you're by YouTube channel, Emma Dwyer Comedian. No, well, I'm just saying you didn't have a YouTube channel. I was like, get us together, Julie. Oh, okay. Has Guilty as charged. Um, no, it's up there. Well, I had to shut down my YouTube channel after right. all that slam poetry. Oh. I'm just scared. I'm just, do you know when people talk about videos from your past resurfing? Do you know what I'm scared of? It's the, it's the slam poetry. Of my early 20s. Oh, God. <laughs> Thinking I was too packed to go. Dear mama. Okay, I've been Chibi J. I've been Emma You've been beautiful, listener. Thanks, Thanks. for listening. Thanks as Bye. always. Bye. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.